All right, duck. What are you doing? Hey, old shug. Where are you going? Who's that lad? Who's that lad? Voice notes, lad. Voice notes, lad. It's Liam. There's a bunny on the rainbow, busy as he can be. He's painting Easter eggs for you. Hello everyone, welcome and happy Easter, happy Easter Friday or fucking Good Friday. Um, as they say, um, on this day, Jesus dies, but it's okay, he comes back on Sunday, so it's all good. Um, yeah, happy Friday guys, happy Easter. Hope you guys are enjoying the Easter bank holiday so far, kicked off, it's such a beautiful feeling. Um, I love, I said to my friend, um, well, Connor, who everyone knows, um, who's a teacher, uh, obviously he's off for the Easter break he's had like I think he's in his second week off or this is his last week or last weekend before he comes back, goes back on Tuesday but because obviously, obviously he has a long like period of time off as a teacher he'll never get to experience that like euphoria of you know I don't know leaving on the Thursday knowing that you've got the Friday and obviously the weekend and then the Monday off like it's just a if you work a sort of standard job um where you don't have a thousand holidays a year like teachers um, <laughs> um, it's just the best yeah it's one of the best feelings ever you can uh, you can have um, as a sort of standard standard person really kind of I think it's just it was a very good feeling but anyway happy Easter hopefully hopefully everyone is having a nice um, early start to um, their weekend it's absolutely gorgeous um, in sunny South London. It's, it's, it's such a nice day. I've already done a few bits today. Uh, this and that is sweltering, absolutely sweltering. Big weekend. And to be, I say a big weekend ahead. Big weekend ahead. I'm not really doing anything other than the football on Sunday. Wembley secured, by the way. Thank you to um, Nick. Sort me out the ticket. Um, Wembley secured. I cannot wait. I'm probably going to do an emergency podcast on the Sunday before I leave because yeah, this this is the first the this week. Um, I started to get, I don't get nervous, um, but it was, I started to get a little bit nervous about it, um, a few butterflies, I cannot wait, it's just very, very good, I'm very excited, but we'll go on to that later, a little bit of football chat later on. Um, how's your week been? How's everyone How's everyone going? How's, how's it all going? Hopefully, and shout out to everyone who's working this weekend as well, I know how, I know the struggle, I used to, I remember once working, when I first moved to Nottingham um, properly, I worked in a pub on Easter Bank holiday weekend and it was fucking hell it was like the nicest weekend as well it was a similar similar to what we're having now it was like so nice this was pre-covid 2019 and everyone was out and about like it's one of them pubs where it's one of them pubs where you want to be go- if you if you were if you're aware of this pub in Nottingham it's the Red Lion in Baseford like if you know you know it's like one of those places where they've got a massive pub garden just inside it's just a nice pub to be in but the pub garden's brilliant um, they have music on throughout the weekend from like Thursday to Sunday. They have like live music. It's just a great place to be, obviously, and really just like a nice pub. They do all sorts. They do like they cater for every punt, like punter almost. Like they've got the sort of craft beers for you know the young you know hipsters like myself, um, and they've got your pints of Carlin for the old school lads, and then they've got like the and it's a dog friendly pub as well. It's like the, it's like you know 
shout out to the red line um but i did um a shift there i did a few shifts i did like a 10 hour shift on the friday then i worked on the sun i worked on the saturday and because i was skin i couldn't really it was literally like that's all like because i was like just i had a job but like i needed a bit bit of extra cash and that's what i was doing so it was like absolutely hellish sort of to be working there and I remember the end of the shift like all you want to do if you've ever worked in a bar um, <clears throat> or worked in a restaurant or anything like that and you've you know very antisocial hours the long hours especially on a day like that everyone's literally everyone and their mum comes in and it's a nice day as well everyone's having a laugh everyone's doing this and that and then um, yeah it was just like I remember the end of it I was just like absolutely and I've I've said on this podcast as well if if someone's if, as a barman if someone is being a dick to you you have then the license to be a bit of a dick back that's what I feel if a drunk person is being a knobhead not just like you know just for the sake of it but if someone drunk is being like absolutely just a knobhead to you then you, for me you've got the sort of you've got the right to absolutely be a dickhead to them back because you're you know you're serving them sort of thing um, and they have to be nice to you and it's just it's just common courtesy but anyway this girl this woman um, really fucked me off when um, I got there was the end of the shift and it was like 10 11 hours in everyone's leaving it's like a part part of the night when nobody's fucking leaving as well and you're like come on fuck off get to fuck go leave home now um, and then she was like, I served her and then she was like how about a smile then? I was like, oh, would you fucking mind your own business, you slag. But um, shout out to everyone working this weekend. Um, I feel your pain. Hopefully you get some time off. Hopefully you get to enjoy the weekend with your family, your friends. So just enjoy the nice weather, really. I'm, I'm just really loving the sort of time off from work at the moment. It's just not, and it's only been a few hours. only fucking one o'clock in the afternoon. But it's um, very, very nice to... Yeah, just have a kind of Friday to do the bits and bobs I've not been able to do because obviously I work um, in central London. After I'm working, like say nine to nine, nine o'clock in the morning till six in the evening. Don't get back till seven. I've got a few things I need to do in like the daytime. So uh, yeah, I'm just happy that just get the old jobs done, little bits done, just kind of chilling out really. Just um, getting some food prepared. I'm gonna make myself some fucking chicken burgers, and then that's pretty much it to be honest. Just chilling on the chilling on the balcony, chilling on the penthouse, the penthouse pod. Uh, you probably hear the window open to me because I'm in my living room. The the balconies the balconies there, not a big deal. Um, but yes, my week um, it's been pretty obviously just a short week as well. Um, last weekend um, and last week I spoke about going on a surprise trip. The surprise trip was in Bologna, Italy. Um, we found out at half nine in the morning. Um, that was my birthday present. Shout out to my girlfriend Ellie for doing that. That was like the, that's one of the best presents I've ever had. It's just like a really great um, little tri- just a just a great trip. And the idea of the um, the concept of the holiday package um, is yeah, it's a fun one. It's a really really fun one. Like all that being said, I would never person. I don't think I would do it again. Just because when I'm flying and when I'm at the at the airport, I. My girlfriend will probably argue this and think like you're you're a knobhead, but I, when I'm at the airport, I I consider myself a very good airport person. I'm very good. I'll shut that bloody door. Um, I consider myself a very very good airport person, and you know I like to get in out. I have all the documents. I become a proper airport dad. Dad. Um, few things never change in this podcast. My voice, the, the, the whatever. Anyway, um, so we get to so we. Half nine, my mum drops us off to the at the airport. 
We find out we're going to Bologna. Fantastic, we're going to Italy. We went to Italy earlier in the year. She's now in Italy again. Obviously, I'll explain later. But we get to, and I was like, okay, where's the boarding passes? So we got the boarding passes. She calls up um, everybody and the, the company, and then they give them to us. Um, get to the kind of security gate. That was the most packed. This was in Stansted Airport. That is the most packed I've seen in an airport in forever. It's since pre-COVID. That was absolutely ramoed. That was fucking Sergio Ramos. That was ridiculous. Um, and like I said, I consider myself a very good airport person. You know, I'm waiting in line. I get through the gate. I get through the kind of the check my boarding pass in. I take my belt off. I take everything off. I put my phone. I've got all my stuff ready. The line is long, so obviously we're just I'm just preparing anyway. So I want to get a quick and easy, swift move. Because um, by this time it's about half. It's by about ten, quarter past ten, and our flight is like eleven forty. So I want to be, you know, at the gate ready. Call me, yeah. Like, but like I said, it's best to get there early and not be rushing. I hate sort of rushing at airports, particularly at airports, because obviously it's just a bit more. I don't know, just a bit more risk if you you know leave it late, sort of thing. Um, so I try and look after myself. I'm trying to like be very good at timekeeping. Get to the thing. Usually it's quite a swift process putting your bag in because of the amount of people there. It was my security queue was the fucking biggest one there because these idiots and it's not the staff. I will, I will not. I will say this now. It's not the staff at the airport who did this. They are saying to people, take your belts, take your electronics. Like if you've got any electronics in your bag. Take them out now. You will be searched. Your bag will be searched, and you will be delayed because it's. Got, and they're they're saying this constantly because there's a lot, there's a high volume of people. These fucking morons who cannot who don't either they don't fly often. Maybe yeah, yeah. Granted, maybe these people have got like kids with them. They've got like other people, like other members of family with them, sort of thing. They're not like it's just me usually, and it's just like my girlfriend at the time. Obviously, she she flies through her line, you know, sods law. She's she's quick. She's quick as a flash in her line. But like these fucking idiots who don't get their stuff out, they're causing a massive delay. Fucking sort yourself out. You have to. I I, I really do get like the rage that flows through me at an airport when people aren't on it. Like when in certain situations in like life and everyday life, where you have to really be on it. Like, and now I've realised in the tube sort of thing, you have to be like when you're walking through, stop dilly dally. I hate when you're walking through like anywhere, um, uh, you know, and someone just stops in front of you and you're like, fuck you, dickhead. But at airports particularly the the amount of rage that like flows through my blood is is unreal i'm kind of seething and like but it's because you're sort of waiting for your bag um but like they've just got so many bags to check and there's these fucking idiots these this people who just don't listen like literally we live in a society pay attention like look after like you're you're not the only person in the airport this is my whole thing as well like i hate being the problem I hate I I don't like being the issue sort of thing. So I try and take care of everything that I can sort of do. I can try and control control the controllables. Try and make sure I can do everything in my power so I can get through. So I can be as quick. I can be swift as for for my for my own sake for my own sort of selfishness and as well for the person behind me who wants to get past. Because you know we've all got a flight to catch. We've all got somewhere to be. If you miss that flight, you're fucked. You've got to pay more money. So. I try and you know I'm just I'm just such a good guy so that that's basically what I'm saying I'm just a great guy but the yeah airport etiquette is one of my biggest you know grievances I hate people who are just 
very lacklustre and out to lunch at airports. I really cannot stand it because we've all got somewhere to be, mate. Come on, fucking like liven up, click up. Um, and so, you know, get through there. I'm kind of like got the red mist. My fucking, I'm, I'm, I'm get, finally get to my girlfriend. She's like, you okay, fine, take the breath. And she's, cause she knows I'm like a bit, bit wired. She's an absolute saint for putting up with me. Um, and then, Get through. We go to this, we go straight to the gate. Like I said, Stansted is packed I've, because it's half term as well. It's absolutely ramoed. Um, we tried to get. I think she tried to go to get a bit of food at a place, and it was just absolutely rammed. Obviously, the Weatherspoons. Forget about it. You're not gonna get. You're not gonna get a drink or a seat in there. And plus, you know, we didn't have long till our um, uh, flight, so we thought we'd just go to the gate. Get to the gate. Obviously, the first surprise is so we're going to Bologna. And we find out what hotel we're going to. This is exciting. Like, oh my God, wow. This is like our first little holiday together. We're chilling at the gate, ready to kind of board. And we've just done this um, uh, ELP thing, this sort of um, uh, uh, proof of address. So when like when you fly to Italy um, and probably some other places in Europe, you have to, because of COVID, you have to provide, provide proof of where you're going to be staying for the next few days. And then... You don't have to do it on the way back now. Um, but when I was in, when I went to Italy the last time, you had to do it back as well. You had to do it there and back. So you have to provide that at customs, obviously with your passport and stuff. No other documents. It's just that. Um, it's like a barcode. So we do that. We fill, we fill all that in, and we're just sort of just chilling, waiting to get onto the plane. I turn around. We're just me and my girlfriend are talking, and I, in my corner of my eye, I see my very good friend who I've known for about fourteen years. Josh, Jish, Josh Townsend, and his girlfriend Izzy, two people I've known for a long, long time. They come up and they're like, "Oh my!" God. I was like, "Oh my god!" What? And they were both like pretty shocked. Um, we were like, "What the hell are you guys doing here?" And like, we thought, "Ah, oh, this is what are the chances here." Like, we just got both at the same gate or both both going away at the same time. And we're like, "Where are you going?" And they said, "Oh, we're going to Bologna." And we went, "Fuck off!" Um, and we were like, "Oh my! This is incredible! Like, this is the, what are the chances?" Like for from me and my girlfriend's point of view, like we didn't know where we were going, and then for them to, because they'd booked that trip months in advance, so they had had a whole itinerary. Obviously, they knew where they were going. They'd booked the hotel and flights and everything. Obviously, um, a travel company just did that for us. So we're like, this is just like incredible. Like the chances of this happening is incredible. Like, and it's just, and it was a good, good thing. It was one of my like really close friends, a really like a dear friend to me so I was and his girlfriend as well no, no, no. Um, as long as he's been going out of her like I've, I was just like this is just absolutely what are the chances um, let me so we get there we, we get to chatting we're sort of still having a bit of a laugh about it which is natural and then we're we're talking about because um, oh if we're um, in the same sort of if we're in the city centre we can sort of share a taxi or like look at the public transport I don't think it was that far from the airport anyway we hopped aboard the Macaroni Express, um, and then it was it was like, okay, we'll just figure it out then. And I goes, oh, what hotel? What's the name of your hotel? And then his girlfriend Izzy said Il Garecho or Garicino, and I was went, say that again. And she's Il Garicho because I said, can I see that on like a booking thing? And she was like, yeah, yeah. I was, because I had to fill that in. We were staying at the same fucking hotel, so we'd had the same flights, the same holiday, and the same hotel. They knew where they were going, but we didn't know where we were going. How, what are the chances? That was it was crazy. It was ridiculous, and we just couldn't stop. At first, I probably looked a bit flustered, and I, I think so did my friend Josh, but and my girlfriend definitely was. We were just kind of like not flustered in a in a bad way. It was just kind of like, 
what the hell is going on? This is this is absolutely ridiculous. So, but an amazing kind of like coincidence um, turned out to be like um, what started. Obviously, we we're going to have like a couple's holiday. Same with those guys; they were going to have a couple's holiday, like just a little weekend away. Um, we turned into a bit of a you know a double sort of date thing over the over the like a massive couples kind of holiday. Really, like um, it was it was brilliant. It was a great it was a great time. Stayed in the hotel, obviously, we were, and we were like, when we were checking in the hotel, like, what are the chances? I, I, I fucking bet we are staying in the same room, like, the room next door to each other. We didn't, as it turns out, we didn't. We were in opposite, opposite ends of the hotel. But got there, got to the, um, uh, took the all aboard the Macaroni Express, got to the hotel, and then just sort of explored from there, went for dinner, and, you know, I... Obviously, if you know me, and obviously I think I've spoken about Italy before, I love Italy. I like one. I think it's my favourite country um, alongside. I think it's the country I've that in America. So I've been to quite a few places in America, and now I think after Bologna, I've been to because I've been to Turin, I've been to Florence, Rome, Verona, La Spezia, Pisa, um, Pescara, and now Bologna. So that's eight places in Italy I've been to. I'd love to obviously. I'm, I'm going back again because I love the place. But yeah, just because the food, like obviously just obviously, obvious because obviously the food aspect, everyone talks about it, but it is amazing. All the food and they're just a very hospitable people, Italians. They're just good as gold, so nice, so friendly. Um, I've never had like any bad experiences with like any Italians that I've met. They're just very, very nice people. Um... And I just love it. Like Bologna is one of my favourite places I've been in Italy. It's just a very lovely place. Just like it's one of them places, um, perfect for a city break. If you're thinking of going away for a little city break with either, you know, if you want to go on holiday yourself, or if you and your significant other want to go, like your boyfriend or girlfriend, I'd one hundred or just go with your friends. I would hundred percent recommend Bologna. It is absolutely brilliant. You do, and just like the tourist attractions as well. Like we went to the bell tower, um, and we oversaw the massive piazza. Um, and stuff like that. It was just like there was the cathedral there. We could never find a way into the cathedral, which was a bit of a shame. Um, but hey ho, uh, who knows? When we go back next time, we might be trying to get into there. But it's like that because obviously there's a massive attraction. Obviously, you see that overlook the whole piat, the whole whole piazza and the city as well. Like really gorgeous views. Um, something like that. It's, it was cheap as chips, like eight euros per person to do that. Um, if it was this country, they'd fleece you. Like, it's quite a good, it's just a very, little touches as well. Like, things like when you get, have a drink, they'll give you like a bowl of crisps or like a bowl of um, like peanuts and little um, chips and stuff like that. So nice. The food was gorgeous. Um, weather was great as well because the last couple of weeks has been like absolutely just hot and cold, obviously, like just on the build up to spring. Lovely weather I have now, but yeah, it was really, really nice weather in Bologna. I cannot recommend it enough. Like a perfect like little city break getaway. And yeah, we had a laugh, me and my girlfriend, um, and my mate and his girlfriend, we just sort of ripped up the first night, had a few drinks, met these Americans um, who have like incredible skincare routines, these two American women. Like one of them was 45, but she looked about 25. She, she looked amazing. Like her skin was ridiculous. Um... And this other one was talking about her husband, like she married him and like she's from New Jersey and she was like, but he's Italian and they, she was like, oh my God, like we're going to have to do the wedding again, like it's, it wasn't great. And like her ring, she was she was embarrassed because her ring wasn't too big because her friends are like, her friends sound like a pack of 
bastards to be fair like because they're sort of like having a like basically ridiculing her for not having a massive wedding ring it's like fuck off like, I was like, we were like saying that if you do if you love your husband that shouldn't really matter and she was like oh we're gonna do it again it's like oh my god but anyway case okay, sir um we meet these dutch guys as well this dutch volleyball team um but they weren't like young people they were like just a bunch of old lads who just gotta go for the piss up every now and again like volleyball they just go for an excuse pretty much but we got um, talking to this guy who really could just chat for you know for, for Holland really for, for for the Netherlands. He was just chatting, chatting, chatting. Um, and then there was this woman who was with them. She was kind of like a, a butch Tilda Swinton. She looked like she could beat up all of them. She was fucking rough as she, she you know she was tough as old boots. She was she was ridiculous. She was jumping about this tiny bar, which is about the size of. Like a, a, it's a small room. It's like a tiny bar, but then you can go outside and there's, there's like chairs and stuff. But tiny bar, and she was just a bit of a bulldozer. So all of the men she was with were definitely petrified of her. And I was like, I best not even make eye contact with her because she'll fucking nut me. But all in all, Bologna is an absolutely fantastic place to go. I would recommend it. Really great surprise place, and just the coincidence of bumping into my friend. Um, whilst being there like it's just it's ridiculous it's a good thing that it was my friend and not someone like you bump in you know when you bump into someone you're like fuck's sake like it happened a few months ago um, with this guy um, I was on a I was having a few drinks with my girlfriend and then like we, I saw him I was actually like you're fucking joking like I had no way like I was just like fuck I was like hey yeah. he, he was with like other people but I was, I, I was like good I didn't really want to have small talk he probably doesn't like me to be fair um, but Anyway, it was a good thing. It was a good. It was a good thing. It was a friend. But yeah, it was a fantastic trip. That was pretty much my weekend last weekend. Got back to London, and had obviously a short week this week. Short week last week as well. Um, yeah, next three weeks is obviously next week's a bit of a short week. Is, is another short week as well. Um, so yeah, happy times. And obviously, hopefully, this weather holds out because it's absolutely gorgeous. I love it when the weather's like this because everyone's just in a good mood. I also went for a run today as well. The first run I've had in a long time. Uh, I think I did 2.66k, um, which is a bit slop. Well, it's, it's okay. It's not too bad. I won't. Um, uh, I won't turn my nose. Yeah, 2.1, 2.61k um, in 17 minutes. So obviously not the best time. I don't think that's a great time. Um, but it's my first run in a long while. So kind of went around the common, uh, Clapham Common, and just you know, sweated my ass off. It was just a very sweltering day to go for a run, but I've been saying I wanted to go for a run for a while, so I did it, and I'm good. So I'm going to carry on doing that. Um, um, but yeah, bigger things in hand. This weekend, obviously, it's Easter weekend. Everyone's doing a lot of things. There's a lot of there's a lot of things going on, um, like in and around, you know, London or wherever people are listening to this. There's a lot of Easter celebrations. FA Cup semi-finals of this weekend, obviously, Liverpool, Liverpool Man City, um, tomorrow, my fr- my very good friend Richard Kings is coming to watch here at my flat. We're going to have a few beers and enjoy um, the views and stuff like that, and just have a like nice game, of, like watch the watch the well, nice game of football. Watch the football because that'll be an amazing game. That's the best game in world football. That is like just that is. I really want that to be the final of the Champions League as well. It's a sh- it, like it's a great semi-final game as well for Liverpool Man City because it's just going to be fantastic. The league games this year, nothing's really separated them. Uh, last Sunday they played, like, really great game. It's a bit of a shame after the second half when Mane scored after, like, 40 seconds. You thought, like, 
this is going to be fantastic now. This is going to be about three or three all or four all or something like that. There's going to be another couple of goals in this at least um, because they because both teams like Liverpool couldn't really afford Liverpool, like City to win um, and City obviously you know a draw is it's a, a draw is a better result for them than it is for Liverpool but they don't want to have you know that close of a gap do they so you're thinking at the time you're thinking oh my god this is going to be incredible it's a great sort of finale to the last like the, the great start to the second half after a really good first half um, but ended 2-2 it was still a really good game um, they've got the semi-final this weekend tomorrow which is going to be a brilliant game like just a one-off game which is going to be great I'm I think it's going to go to penalties because just the way those two fixtures have been going uh, this this season I could be wrong could be a bit more like ruthless I think Man's, um, Man City have a few injuries going into it don't they after the game against Atletico was well, the, the brawl with Atletico and obviously um, Liverpool they both got through to the semi-finals and they've avoided each other in the semi-finals and that would be the dream final. If I don't care, like, because I spoke to someone about this, because oh, you don't want an English team, two English teams in every single year. You do if if you you do want a final with those two though, because that would be a fantastic, brilliant game. Because I remember when Liverpool won it a couple of years ago, when they played Spurs and they obviously scored in the first minute because of a penalty, and you're thinking this is now set up to be the best final ever because Spurs need to attack. They Spurs need to respond. They didn't in the end. Obviously, they lost 2-0. Every single, everybody knows that. But if they if they play each other in the final, that is a win for football and just that would be incredible. If you're a Liverpool City fan, you probably wouldn't be able to watch that game just because you're so fucking nervous. Like it's just the biggest game ever, isn't it? And it'd just be... I, I want that final to happen because just at least once. In, in this whilst you know obviously Liverpool and City are the two best teams in Europe for me like well for you know uh, I'm not the only person who, who, who thinks that but it's just uh, I really really hope that's that's the case but the other semi-final on show my Crystal Palace my team my boys on Sunday against Chelsea it's a good thing for us maybe that Chelsea went to extra time after you know an absolutely crazy game against Real Madrid um, the pressure is on Chelsea now because they are now out of everything. They are not. They're not going to win the league. They're going to win. Obviously, they're going to get Champions League football. But as a club, you know Chelsea. They, you know, since Abramovich has, has been there the last twenty years, they have been a winning club. They win trophies. If, if they don't win a trophy, it's not a very successful. It's not a successful season at all. So it's a big deal for them. Like it's just it's a trophy. I've I've had this argument with people all the time. A trophy is a trophy. Like it's something tangible. It's why we are football fans. It's why we you know support our team and all that stuff. Um, by when we the semi final was drawn, I the best team to play was Chelsea, and that sounds a bit stupid and probably sounds a bit. You might think oh, it sounds a bit fickle, but you don't. You want to play. You know, I don't know. It's it's what it's a what both. If we get to the fruit get through to the final, it's a one off game as well, but. For my money, like I'd rather play Chelsea than I'd rather play Liverpool or Man City in a semi-final. Um, call me stupid, yeah, they're the champions of Europe. They're one of the best teams in Europe and you know in the country. But you know, it's it's yeah, still Chelsea, isn't it? But I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm going off a complete, complete tangent now. But yeah, semi-final. I'm going. I cannot wait. The butterflies are just they're stirring I'm absolutely excited I'm, I'm excited I'm nervous I'm anxious um, I'm, mate, it's, it's going to be a great day anyway it's going to be a fantastic day at Wembley um, I've not been to Wembley in a long time as well neither of Crystal Palace the last time we played there we lost the FA Cup final a few of those boys obviously Joe Ward James McArthur um, 
um, still play. Obviously, they, they remember that well. Obviously, Zaha as well. It's just, it's um, yeah. I'm. I, I can't explain to you if we were to win. If, if we were to win on Sunday and go to go through to the final, if we if we fast forward and if we manage to win the FA Cup, I cannot tell you how I'll fit. it'd just be incredible. Like it's just there's beauty in the struggle, like with the whole thing. Like you just because for Chelsea, it's part of the cause. A, a, a Wembley appearance in the semi final is part of the cause. They expect that. That's what you know is you know it's it's their sort of remit at the start of the season. They probably say at least semi-finals is what they expect in every single competition. For us, it's a massive day. It's huge, and for the season we're having, the sort of momentum the club's going at the moment. Yeah, we lost against Leicester, a bit of a kind of duff result. Um, but Leicester are a good team. There's no shame against Luke get, getting beat by Leicester. You know we've had a real good, really great run recently. Really great season. Yeah, we're missing Conor Gallagher, but which is a shame, real shame. But they're the rules. If you know, that's always that was always going to be the way. If you know, if we were to play them in a cup, in a cup competition, obviously this is this you know obviously behind the final. This is the biggest version of it. Um, you know, so that was always going to happen. Uh, so you can't really be a bit too. You can't really be too bitter about that one. I wonder what he's going to be feeling as well because, yeah, in terms of because he's. Like loved by Palace fans, and I want to. I want to know what Chelsea fans feel about him for next season. Do you want him? Do you want to see him in the first team next year? I've said as well, time and time again. I cannot see him getting. Although he is good enough to be in that first team for Chelsea, I cannot see them dropping Mount, either Kovacic, fucking Kante, you know, Jorginho. I cannot see that whatsoever. And like maybe, just maybe, if we can get like you know. Some the money together, like a 45 million, 50 million pound bid, and get Conor Gallagher. Um, because it's an exciting project at the moment under Patrick Vieira, it's been a really exciting project. I understand the players we have, like Elise and stuff like that. There's been speculation about Elise um, this week because I listened to the um, hate uh, this Palace podcast. Um, I can't remember the name, I'm really butchering it, but yeah, he's great for Palace fans. It's, it's a brilliant podcast. Um, he uh, said there's like obviously just murmurs about um, uh, Michael Elise um, being because I, I accept that we're not going to probably have Michael Elise for past the summer of 2023. Um, yeah, we just bought him from Reading for eight million, and obviously the best case scenario was obviously we're going to sell him for big money sort of thing. But that's football, isn't it? We're not the biggest club in the world, and you know it's not really. We're not going to be challenging for Champions League football um, within the next eighteen months. So, with, that, with the greatest will in the world, I don't think that's going to happen, is it? So, um, but we're, it's a club that is a really fun and exciting project. Like we've got some fantastic young players. Just look at the last England squad. Obviously, you know, yeah, Conor Gallagher. He's not our player, but he's been he's, he's in the England squad because he's been playing so well for Crystal Palace. For my money, he's, he's he should be mentioned in the team of the season. Um, We've got obviously Mark Gurhey and Tyreek Mitchell, players who play for Palace. Obviously, Tyreek Mitchell's a um, uh, academy um, academy prospect, and Mark Gurhey bought him from Chelsea for 18, 20 million. You know, and recent cases he's taken the armband. Just a fantastic young player. You know, and he signed a five year deal. It's just a a great sort of time to be a Palace fan. It's just a fa- it's a fan- it's a really exciting time. And obviously, the semi final. It's a great occasion to be, but obviously, we want to win it. We want to we want to get to get through to the final. And yeah, it just shows the sort of progress, and you know, it's it's just so refreshing after like years of Hodgson. And I know, like Hodgson, it's just you know, it's sort of football out of necessity. The way we played, you know, playing football out of necessity, sort of thing. And we um, 
we'd go one nil up and we'd sort of just sit and try and frustrate the opponent rather than you know go for another like under Vieira the Arsenal game is the best performance I've seen us play play all season it's just, it was just a joy to watch and obviously it was the Everton game a few a few weeks beforehand um, where they just didn't after the first 10 minutes they just didn't let up they were brilliant the whole time contrary to what fucking Frank Lampard's fat fucking Frank Lampard saying um yeah, no, it's really exciting time, and just the semi-final on Sunday. It's going to be it's a brilliant occasion. Forty thousand Palace fans at Wembley, brilliant. It's going to be. I'm so excited. It's going to be so good, and just yeah, bank holiday weekend. Yeah. It, uh, other than that, I'm really doing fuck all. I'm really doing nothing else. But um, yes, other than that, it's all good. It's all good, brother. It's all good. Um, but yeah, I hope everyone has a is having a great weekend so far. Any plans? When you up to? Um, other little observations. I watched all little things of the. I started watching the Jimmy Savile documentary on Netflix, and when I first saw that advertised, I was thinking, what probably what most people thought, like, how many more fucking times can this be dragged through the mud? Like, how many more times can we just? We know what happened. We know what's obviously, but I think this. I watched the first forty minutes of this. It's like a. Both episodes, it's a two-part, both episodes are an hour and 20 minutes each. And the first 40 minutes of this one, what I gathered from it, first 45, is what no other documentary have done has done so far. It's really highlight how much of a celebrity he was. Like, he was ridiculous. Like, for someone my age, I'm 29 years old, I never grew up with Jimmy Savile, really. Like, he was obviously never really on the telly when I was a kid just I did like I think like Celebrity Big Brother like one of them has-beens who they roll out sort of thing but for my parents generation they obviously knew him and grew up with him as a massive celebrity and like my our grandparents um, uh, just knew him as a mega celebrity like he was saying like he was on telly radio everything like just an absolute sort of machine and like just everywhere one of the biggest celebrity and like this TV critics who's on there he was saying like everyone felt an affinity towards Jimmy Savile because you know it's like our Jimmy like he's like every he's everyone's brother he's everyone's uncle he's everyone's friend sort of thing but it's mad when you look at it and like this you, you take this away from everything you watch about Jimmy Savile and the documentary of the past the Louis Farouk ones are, are are right up there um, when he sort of revisited as well because he feels like he was kind of you know played upon almost not in that not in the sort of sense that you know these victims were but like he was sort of short-sighted and sort of just charmed in a way like he's charmed many other people like it just the, the hints he gives and they're so obvious they're so obvious it's ridiculous and it's it's very uncomfortable to watch i remember when i halfway i stopped it after 45 minutes not because i was like oh god but it was a bit heavy to watch and like I was knackered and I thought if I do watch the first episode I'm not going to watch the second episode straight away I'm not going to binge this because it's one of them things you don't really want to binge because it's just very it is very heavy it's very like ugh so because it's just obviously everyone knows what happened but and yeah you just can't help but have a kind of grimace on the on your face the whole time a bit, little bit when like they say a few things and what he did and like there's clips of him just a very disturbing just a horrible, disgusting, vile man, wasn't he? Like, just abs- And it's just like... And what I thought as well, maybe they uncover this as well, you never hear about any close calls. I think you're never really going to hear about any close calls, but you'd love to... Like, there must have been so many things. And it, obviously, there was covered up by the BBC and other people like that, you know. It's... 
there must have been so many close calls where you just like we will never know about obviously other certain people will maybe they've like dead but one of our lecturers i remember um when i was at university um dave corsa shout out and rest in peace dave corsa um he was our lecturer and he had worked for the bbc for years and years and years so like he'd he'd worked he'd started his career at the bbc i think in the mid 70s and then throughout the obviously he just carried on throughout the 80s and 90s and then became a lecturer he was this because obviously this all came out when i was at university like 2012 2013 so it was obviously a massive news story at the time like huge and like you know massive and i remember just obviously the the sort of um uh, underlying tones was like people started to ask question there must have been a cover-up there must have been this there must have been that which obviously there was and he said our lecturer he said because he'd worked for the bbc for years and years and years and he was like saying he knew of some sort of cover-up back in the day but it's like yeah, why did yeah yeah you knew and that's fascinating. That's like oh my god, like it's a little like tidbit. You're like oh my god, like it was like a cover up sort of thing because like, he's a trusted source. I trusted him. He was my lecturer for three years. He was a, a, you know, a, a an amazing man, a great guy, um, and you know. But at the same time, like you you kind of have to question him. Like oh, why didn't you do anything about it? But at the same time, if he's like a if he's starting his career in the BBC in the mid seventies, the height of his fa- of the height of Jimmy Savile's fame. And even if he's like established like 10 years into, you know, working at the BBC, you know, Jimmy Savile was such a huge celebrity. Like he was massive. Like you cannot like, and you kind of think like, oh, why don't you do anything? Like, well, what can you do? Like, yeah, you know, you know, if one person breaks out, then, you know, you know, it, it gives people the confidence to sort of do it. But it's almost what can you do? Like he probably would have been silenced or would have been like, you know, sacked or something like that. And, you know, that's why they obviously threaten people at that level or something like that. But yeah i would recommend it but it's obviously a very heavy watch i've not finished it yet i'm probably going to finish it i don't want to probably not this weekend because i want to keep it light this weekend i don't want to kind of look into stuff too heavy i do like deep and dark stuff but that's just obviously that's just very sinister and a bit too but um yeah other than that not really been watching that much watched a bit of football last night watched leicester um great comeback watched the last 20 minutes of the game and missed the psv first goal um, they were winning um, there was 0-0 from the first leg and then they won 2-1 they, they scored in the last like 10 minutes it was great it was a fantastic comeback and by the looks of the game from the highlights they were all over um, PSV it was like just a matter of time like they were just creating chances after chance after chance and then the West Ham game I'm not I'm, I obviously am a Palace fan I'm not really a big you know you know it's, it's West Ham isn't it but I would like to see West Ham win the Europa League I think it would be brilliant um for de- and because I'm not a fan, I'm not one of those like fans who like if you know an English club are in because if say if Arsenal or Man United or Chelsea sort of thing are deep in the um, uh, deep in the Champions League, I and they're playing like Real Madrid. I want Real Madrid to win. I, I don't want Man United or Chelsea or Arsenal to win sort of thing. I don't you know I don't care for that. Um, but I think because like West Ham, like I'm thinking of the fan mix of one of my really close friends. He's a West Ham fan. Like Declan Rice, I love Declan Rice as a player, obviously for England. Like I'd love to see him, and I'd like because I love this sort of romantic idea of like I want, obviously you know like back in the day, like obviously Steven Gerrard, you know John Terry, Paul Scholes, and Giggsy, all that stuff. Like one club men sort of thing. I love that idea, and I love I'd, it'd be great to see him have. And obviously, the more success West Ham have. The you know the more chance he's going to stay there, and obviously West Ham are a very good team who are pushing for European places, and they're in the semi-finals of the Europa League. A lot of people turn their nose up at the Europa League, like 
But it's a European, like I said, go back. It's a trophy. It's European football. It's, you know, and for a club like West Ham who have been starved, they've had success years and years ago. But people my age who are West Ham fans, there's a certain generation of fans, of certain generation of West Ham fans, who've never have never seen this success. I saw this lad on TikTok and he was like, he said last night, he goes, oh, this is the biggest game in West Ham's history for me I've ever seen. He goes, yeah, playoff finals and stuff like that. But this kid was born in 2001. It's like, yeah, this is good. This is definitely the massive game, and like they were, they were convincing. They were brilliant. They were like they were, they were, they played really, really well, and you'd back them to win. Like Barcelona, they've got to play Frankfurt, obviously, who are a tough team, and there's Rangers versus fucking who are they playing? Rangers, I can't remember who Rangers are playing. Sorry, but you'd fancy them. You would fa- no, it's Rangers Leipzig. Sorry, you would fancy West Ham to beat Frankfurt if they've beat if they've gone this far. They beat Seville. Six-time winners, and obviously Leon as well. Very good team, you know. They bat them three 0 away, so it's they're on for a they're on a bit of a heater. And because they're obviously they're safe for European places, they're going to get European football again next year. They could probably rest a few players and like rest in the, in the league. They could probably because I know like if I was if I was a West Ham fan, like you know you'd want I'd I'd want us to I'd want you to. Moise to rest a few lads for the for the for the two legs against Frankfurt because that's going to be a tough game. Um, that's going to be a really good like couple of couple of legs. So yeah, congratulations to West Ham. Um, happy for the fan base for the for the you know, and obviously Rangers as well. I'm more of a Celtic guy, but like you know that's pretty big for those guys. Um, you know, I'm not really in terms of Rangers and Celtic. I've not really got a dog in the race to be fair. But um, it's yeah, I'd, I'd prefer to see Celtic win. But Rangers. Congratulations, anyway. And Leicester as well, European semi-final. I know it's the Europe, Europa Conference, which is... But there's some good teams. They've got to play... I think they've got to play Feyenoord. It's Feyenoord, Marseille, and Roma. So it's like, you know, Jose Mourinho's team, are, you know, they've got to be favourites, haven't they? But Leicester, they've, you know, it's a club that have, you know, have got a culture of winning now. They've won, obviously, winning the Premier League, won the FA Cup last year, you know... They're in the semi-finals of European competition this year. Like they're sort of, you know, it's the um, uh, it's the sort of debut season of that um, Europa Conference League as well. So any football manager fan, it's the Euro Cup two, pretty much. So yeah, um, but yeah, no, it's 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 very exciting. Like all English, there's like English teams in every single um, semi-final. I've kind of contradicted myself there by saying like, yeah, I don't fucking support English teams, but in away from Europe, there's certain English teams. Obviously, Leicester are a very likable team after the last like, ten years or so. And obviously West Ham, yeah, I like because Declan Rice. I want Declan Rice to win like major trophies. I want this English crop of English players to win like major trophies and stuff like that. I, I like to see that. So um, yeah, and I've become a far less cynical football fan. I hope. But um, yes, that is pretty much it. Um, I hope everybody has. I hope everyone's enjoyed this episode. Um, it's a bit late this week, um, but yes. Um, I am going to be chilling on the sofa. I'm going to be enjoying the sunshine on the balcony, having a few beers, eating some chocolate. I've got the biggest bag of fucking chocolate buttons in the world, um, which are uh, one for a work event the other day, which is which was fun, a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I hope everyone has a great Easter weekend. I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, stay tuned for more episodes. Um, uh, Trying to get some guests on and stuff like that. Um, I won't confirm until it's confirmed. But yeah. This podcast is, we're back, baby, we're back. Like, Jesus, we're back. We've risen from the dead. Anyway, um, have a great weekend. Um, enjoy the sunshine. And if you're working, 
hope it's not too uh, straight I hope it's not too stressful and I hope um, you get to have some time off and enjoy a little bit of Easter with friends and friends and family my voice is fucked I can't fucking I'm a child anyway have a great weekend happy Easter much love